Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. More employees than ever are under stress and suffering from mental illness. Rates of depression, anxiety, and other mental health issues have climbed since the coronavirus pandemic erupted in Q1 of 2020, with 46% of full-time workers reporting such issues compared with 39% before the crisis, according to a poll of more than 1,400 workers surveyed by insurance company The Standard. We need better tech and tools to help workers get out the other side of a very difficult year. And so my guest today in this HR chat episode is Dr. Monica Roots, Chief Medical Officer at Sambello Health, a leading digital mental health provider in app therapy to a network of over 90 million people. Dr. Roots, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me here. So happy to be part of this conversation. I'd love to know a bit about you, Dr. Roots, before we get going. Tell our listeners a bit about your, your career and your academic background and your role over at Sambello Health. Sure. By training, I'm a child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist, but also continue to practice on our platform. I went to school for my MD at the University of St. Eustatius School of Medicine and did my residency and fellowship in child adolescent psychiatry at the University of Minnesota. Currently, uh, in my addition to my work at uh, San Velo, I'm also a clinical adjunct professor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, helping medical students know about medical technology and how to interview patients. Previous to this, I was VP of Health Services at Teladoc, which is a very large global uh, telehealth company. Um, and so I have been working in this field for quite some time, working in virtual care for over a decade and have really seen uh, the great progression over the past decade. You're now uh, at Sanvelo Health. Tell us a bit about, about how Sanvelo works. So Sanvelo is a full virtual mental health solution that has four different components. So when I say virtual care solution, what I mean by that is that people can come to us for any need. And we're very specific to say, come to us as you are, no labels, no judgment, and we will help you from there. Then we help them navigate our solution into four different options. One is self-care, which they can do on their own. We also have peer support communities where people can come together and support each other with like issues or like interests. We also have mental health coaching which is a person who is not a mental health therapist uh, who can help them learn coping skills and techniques to help them reach their goals and teletherapy. Now, because it's a virtual care solution, not only do these four components exist, but a little like a layered cake, you can have all of the products work together. And it's very much driven by member choice as well as trying to promote the best outcomes. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about the, the user base then. Is it, is it primarily geared towards uh, employees at large organizations? Can individuals use it? How, how does the access work? There are many different ways of coming into the experience. We have the opportunity to download the app through an app store like Google Play or Apple uh, App Store, where a person can 
download the app and engage in self-care tools on their own. Part of our services are actually free, but an individual can also choose to upgrade and have premium self-care, which is covered by a sponsor, an employer, or their insurer, which is now currently available for 40 million people uh, nationally uh, in the United States, and we're continuing to expand that. In addition, we have clinical services, which include our coaching services, if you do have teletherapy services, and we're in network for 90 million people. So there are multiple ways of getting into that experience. It could be a sponsor, it could be an employer, an insurer, or even through the app store themselves as a person chooses to do so. And you just mentioned a whole bunch of things that I'm very interested in, and I'm going to ask you about later, such as um, the opportunity to to chat with therapists over the phone. Um, I, I love that that's a key component of what you guys offer. Uh, but I, I want to touch upon something that you mentioned in your previous answer first, if that's okay, and that's around peer support. It's, um, it's a pretty powerful part of the Zambella experience. Why can it be powerful, do you think, to, to draw strength from a wider community of people who understand your situation? That might be quite an obvious question on the face of it, Dr. Roots, but I, I know a lot of people who would find it quite difficult to, to open themselves up to, to a wider group, uh, to, to look for uh, solutions by drawing upon the wisdom of a, of a wider network. What, what would you say to those people out there who perhaps are suffering at the moment through depression, anxiety, whatever that might be, those stresses in their lives, uh, which you know, have been made so much worse by the, by the crisis? Um, any, any tips as well about ways that they can begin to open up? Quite a few things. So what we know about peer support communities is that like-minded people who support each other actually results in better outcomes. There are clinical studies out there that show that people who get simple support from their peers have improvement in depression, anxiety, and stress. The reason that that is, is that if you can get support from an individual who is maybe in a similar situation or having similar symptoms, they are able to share what worked for them, how it worked with their life experience, and be able to show, yes, there is light at the end of this tunnel as well. It really provides hope for an individual. And what we found, especially during this pandemic, as you outlined, we developed multiple new communities within our experience, one that was called staying socially connected during COVID. And what we found is that individuals from over 185 countries came together to support each other. It was almost like a global virtual hug for each other. And what we really saw is that people came back almost every day to continue to find support from each other. And because in our experience, we not just provide that support, but we measure how a person is doing at baseline or when they started, how severe is their depression, anxiety, and stress. And we measure how is it afterwards, after they engage in our experience after two, four, six weeks. We know that having that part of the experience not only brings people back on a daily basis, but it also improves their outcomes, very similar to what we see in the medical studies. Okay, uh, you won't be amazed to, to learn, Dr. Roots, that um, a large 
proportion of our our listeners are HR pros and and leaders and fucking talent. Um, for 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 those professionals out there listening today, what what goes into creating a judgment free, label free space? You know, somewhere where employees can feel that they can be authentic and are are safe to express themselves. What, what are what are those first steps to to developing that kind of culture? Well, we were built on that foundation. Our founders who experienced anxiety and insomnia themselves really wanted to create a place where people could turn for support, no matter what the label or when they wanted to seek help, if it was two o'clock in the afternoon or two o'clock in the morning. And what they found, especially as we created our peer communities, is that one, anonymity was important. And so when people engage in our community, supports, for example, they are asked to create a new handle or a new nickname so that they are able to preserve that anonymity while engaging in our experience. We do have some ground rules as as well, meaning please don't exchange phone numbers, don't exchange personal information because we really do want people to understand that this is a place where they can turn for support and it's not to be targeted in any way. In addition to that, in our peer communities, we have uh, hundreds of groups where people can find like-minded individuals. So I talked about staying socially connected during COVID. We also have communities for frontline uh, healthcare workers, for hospitality workers. We have a community for Black Lives Matter. We even have communities for teenagers, for parents of children who are disabled, uh, where we find that when people come together, they may, for example, share, hey, today was a tough day. And 5, 10, 15, 20 people will come and say, hey, you've got this. And what that affords is the opportunity for a person to take that first step towards getting a little bit stronger the next day. But what we find is that Peer support communities are one component, but not necessarily all that a person needs to be able to get better. So part of our virtual care experience is that utilizing that assessment that we talked about where a person's able to see how severe their depression, anxiety, and stress is, we have a recommendation engine, which means that when a person completes that, we will say, hey, peer support communities are great for you. But let's also check this guided journey that we have that's really focused on depression and feeling better. Let's teach you those coping skills so that you can reach your goals. And that might be sufficient for some. It might be the first step for some. And then we also can recommend other intensity of services, such as that mental health coaching that we talked about and teletherapy. Now, what we found so interesting about mental health coaching is that it is extremely popular with men. Now, men is just, you know, a group of individuals who have frequently said, "Mm, I don't want clinical teletherapy services. I don't need that. But what we found, especially with coaching, is that it is a place where people don't see that as a teletherapy service or that they're weak or broken in any way, which sometimes is the perception, unfortunately. But with the coach, they're able to set a goal. They also help them with coping skills. They also help them engage in the tools within the app. 
and they too see significant progress. I love this component of, of the help that you offer and, and the therapy sessions connect users with a, a licensed therapy, therapist on the phone, on the go for one-on-one counseling. Um, I'd, I'd like to understand a bit more about how accessible, how what, what kind of cadence there is for, for using that service. Is that, is that a one-off or can, can folk uh, connect potentially with the same counsellor on, on multiple occasions? And what are some of the common causes of stress and concern for employees? And, and how's that how's that changed since the pandemic hit? Have you guys seen big trends, you know, going towards um, uh, concerns around one's family, for example, over the past year? Yes, absolutely. You know, if we look at what COVID-19 has created, we know that mental health concerns have been increasing 450% year over year. We know that last summer alone, there was a 40% increase in symptoms of depression and anxiety uh, here in the US. We know that individuals who uh, are healthcare workers, especially in Europe we've seen, have been struggling with significant depression. So what we know is that there is such a need for teletherapy services and potentially telepsychiatry services that it is going to be increasingly hard to meet that demand and that need. So what we have really tried to do at San Bello is engage that layered cake concept that we talked about. So what does that mean? When a person typically goes into a typical clinic setting, they may see their therapist once a week, and in between, they may have some homework or some things to work on. But frequently, when they come back into that therapy session, you know, dog ate my homework. Oh, I didn't get this done. Um, they may tell the therapist how their week went, but really, what they're probably recalling is the day before, not necessarily how that week went. And they, you know, maybe have a couple of sheets of paper of homework to complete, but hey, those things get lost. And after therapy, it may be hard to find that. So when we created the Senvelo solution, what we were trying to do is to make all of those pieces much more efficient and to fill in the gaps between those therapy appointments. Because for us, we think that the more touches we have, the faster people get better. And we have seen that in our data. So what occurs in our solution is that a person is able to answer some questions and they are matched with a teletherapist that fits both what they're looking for. So maybe male, female, non-binary uh, specialist that they have uh, in the area that they need. And so especially with COVID-19, we found a significant increase in individuals who are having trauma and stress-related symptoms or grief-related symptoms. Um, and so we match them with that individual. And when they start to engage in teletherapy, which occurs once a week, typically through video, but if there's any access issues, we're happy to do a phone backup, they're also connected with a coach. And that mental health coach engages with that person through asynchronous messaging, which is great. So if you think about typical work day, you may have a five minute break, but you don't have a 60 minute break. It's hard to make that time. And so if there's an issue that comes up, they're able to message that coach between you know, that five minute break or between meetings, that coach is able to get back to them and give them coping skills or things that they can do 
that the therapist and the coach have worked out that they should be working with that patient on that week. And then in addition, they're able to complete any assignments or they're able to do meditations in between uh, therapy sessions or work on a guided journey in between therapy sessions to really learn those techniques. And so what that affords is that when that person steps back into that teletherapy visit or a virtual step, if you will, they have most likely really been working on themselves that week through the encouragement of the coach. They've really learned those concepts because they had it in the palm of their hand through the San Velo app, which they've been working on all week. So by the time they get into that session, it is that much more productive. A therapist is really able to do their work and dig into what may be going on instead of saying, hey, how did your homework go? Or, hey, what this is an assignment. Or here, let me teach you how meditation works. That's already been done for them through the app. And so the unique piece of this is that this idea of wraparound services is not new. This is an idea that's been around for a long time and was typically allocated to people who had severe mental illness. But I don't know about you, but I can use probably as much support as I can get these days. And so really mapping that concept onto anybody could use that kind of support. Anybody could use that helping hand to get through that momentary stressor. Anybody can learn coping skills, how to better manage their stress. We have seen that people are getting better faster. And going back to that demand issue that we talked about, the only way that we're going to be able to address the increasing demand of mental health services is to get people better and to keep them better. So after a person completes with their therapist and they are better, we actually graduate them down to the coach who helps them maintain their improvement, who helps them continue to work on their coping skills and can link them back to their therapist if they need. But what we find is with that coach, they're able to maintain those gains, which is wonderful to see. Dr. Vicks, you're going to be shocked to hear that we are ready coming towards the end of this particular HR chat podcast. I've got three more questions for you for today. Okay. Um, next, I'd, I'd love to I'd love to learn from you how how San Velo defines value. We think that people need the right care at the right time. And it's really important that sponsors aren't overpaying for unnecessary care, right? Or underpaying for preventative care. So when we think about how we help individuals, we are trying to use that recommendation engine to get them to the right care at the right time to get them feeling better, faster, and keep them that way. So for us, we try to really measure the value of that care through assessments to see, hey, as they continue to engage, are they getting better? Are they staying better? Are we helping people engage? Because we think that better experience is better medicine. If a person is just engaging in boring care, they'll stop going. The average number of visits that a person has is four. But actual evidence-based care with a therapist is nine to 12 sessions. We get them there. And so how we see value is people engage in our experience. 
They like our experience and not just that, they're getting better and they stay better. Excellent. Thank you. Um, and what's coming What's coming next from Sam Velo? Uh, you guys are reaching 90 plus million folk already. How are you going to go about numbers? Well, we're really focusing on last year, we focused on ramping up our mental health and therapy services in our app. And this year, we're really focused on revitalizing our self-care tools, making them increasingly engaging. And we're adding two new guided journeys, which think about them as kind of courses on different techniques. One is called Braving Anxiety, which is being done in partnership with John Green, who's written many books that many people know, including Fault of Our Stars, many others, as well as a mindfulness journey, which is focused on developing a mindfulness-based practice. Those are launching here shortly in the next couple of months, and we're really looking forward to seeing how people enjoy the experience and how they're responding in terms of outcomes. Okay, and one last question for you today, and, and that's how, how can folk learn, learn more? How can they connect with you, Dr. Roots, perhaps through LinkedIn? Maybe you'd like to share your email, perhaps you're on Twitter, maybe you're a, a super cool dude who's all over TikTok. Um, and also, how can they learn more about San Bello and um, maybe a little bit around how, how they can start using it too? So I'm definitely on LinkedIn. Uh, Monica Roots MD, as well as on Twitter. So please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Let's let let us help you. Um, in addition to that, if you want to learn more about Sanvelo, go to Sanvelo S A N V E L L O dot com, or you can download it yourself to really start enjoying the experience. So go to the app. We're the number one rated app for anxiety and depression. Uh, you'll be able to download go through that onboarding experience, that recommendation that we talked about, and you can start going to, you know, working on yourself and getting 1% better every day so that your tomorrow is even better. Okay, so uh, if I were to use it, Dr. Roots, in 100 days, I'd be 100% better. Is that how it works? <laughs> you know, I focus on let's work on tomorrow first. So, but I encourage everybody one step at a time towards making yourself better because there's always room for improvement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, hey, listen, uh, Dr. Monica Roots, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working and please do continue to stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.